still look pretty the podcast hi everyone i'm summer i'm vanessa and welcome to the sit still look pretty podcast today we thought we'd throw it all the way back to law school i mean it's only been six months since we graduated so i don't know why i'm acting like it was 10 (laughs) years ago it certainly feels like it but we're going to talk about law school extracurricular activities yeah so i think this one was one that I wanted to do for a really long time and I think now that obviously we've graduated from law school we've entered the working world we know what like what CVs work what don't what cover letters work what don't what laws like law based jobs are looking for and things like that I also want to preface that I'm not very well so if I do sound a bit gross and a bit croaky then that is why um but yeah I think we should just kick start it I want to kick start it with a case study um from one of the things in law school that really helped me and that was being a part of Elsa Southampton so me and one of the friends that I had back in law school we co-founded Elsa Southampton which is a local group a society at a university level within the largest the largest law students association in the world so Elsa stands for the European Law Students Association and by the way this is not sponsored I do have to preface it's just something that I think is really great um and basically it's not just for law students but it's based in Europe basically which is why it's called the European Law Students Association and they have um opportunities for summer internships at different in different countries in different legal industries like you can get a touch on fashion law and go to it for an internship in Milan or you can go to you can go to other countries like um I can't ever, uh, you can go to France and do sports law like there's a lot of different touch points of different industries and in law that you wouldn't necessarily be exposed to in law school at law school but along that they do like writing competitions moot court competitions one of the moot courts the final round is actually held in the supreme court in the uk so there's loads of different opportunities that you can get involved with with elsa southampton as well as at local group level so as much as you know having this membership to elsa via your local group or you know as an individual member you can participate in those activities at a local group level at your university you can also kind of participate in the activities workshops etc that they're setting up so one thing that we did with Elsa Southampton is we did a lot of workshops on CVs on you know we had guest speakers we had guest um, barristers solicitors and things like that to come and give you a talk on what those specific paths were like and things like that and if your school your university doesn't have an Elsa local group create one and if you want to know how to do that reach out to me I'd be happy to you know give you guys the talk the tools tell you how to and how not to do certain things within setting up a a a local group um, within Elsa but it's, it's it was an incredible opportunity and it's something that I've carried throughout my not only my legal experience but also my business experience and it's something that you know employers as soon as they see it on my cv is something they always ask me in interviews they ask me about it and they ask me like what experiences did you partake in and you know and not even on the co-founding side they ask more about like what 
was it like being part of this society? What was it like being part of this kind of association? And I think it's really important when you are at law school to, in this episode, you're going to realise that we're going to give legal and non-legal experiences as well and extracurriculars as well. But I think one thing you do have to realise is you have to show like a commercial awareness. And that is one thing that Elsa really does really well. It gives you those touch points in law that you wouldn't necessarily have while you're at law school and it shows that you actually have an interest in law you've joined a society specifically for law specifically for the legal industry and you are being exposed to different kinds of issues and different kinds of cases and and you know things like that so major major I can't rave about Elsa enough again definitely not sponsored it's just one of those things that will stay with me for the rest of my life because it's genuinely something that I'm so proud of that I took part in um so yeah if you need any tips on it I'm summer for those people who (laughs) haven't listened from the very beginning message SSLP on Instagram and be like hey summer mentioned this like can you let me know yeah and I'll respond back to you no problemo but yeah off the bat of that actually as well starting your own societies at uni is also a very good thing to put on your cv as an extracurricular that you've done because it shows you like manage your your ability to manage your ability to delegate your ability to you know organize yourself it's kind of like you know there's like soft skills problem solving etc etc but then you have like the hard skills like your ability to use Microsoft Office and you know your ability to develop strategies and you know things like that so I think that is another good extracurricular to also put on if you do co-found found um, a society at university to be fair that is major work and for people who don't have much time I wouldn't recommend founding a society unless there is a major loophole or space at your university where you feel like there's something missing and this needs to be done um but yeah because I know one of my friends she set up makeup society at her university she felt like that was lacking and do I mean like not all of your extracurriculars actually have to be um like academic in a way like legal in a way you can also have sports societies they love a sports society they love a sports extracurricular when you go to like legal events and things like that and if you ask the question like what other extracurriculars do you want to see like outside of law school they love sports they love to see if you've done a marathon I'm not joking I'm pretty sure at least like three out of five lawyers partners whatever have run a marathon for charity they want to see that like charitable streak in you they want to see that you've volunteered in your own community and things like that so I would say sports is a good one and especially sports for charity they want to see that you have interests outside of law as well they don't want to see that law runs your whole life so yeah what do you think V what would you add I think founding your own society or co-founding or whatever it is um, is the best way to kind of if you feel like you have entrepreneurial energy within you and you feel like you want to start something you want to do something I think that that's the best way that you can start your own thing start your own baby if you will 
without bearing a lot of the risk that you would bear in the real world with a real company because you know founding your founding I feel like founding is the right tense right yeah founding your own society yeah, it is is definitely it's time consuming and it's energy consuming for sure but I think comparing to like the real world problems that you'd face when setting up a company it's slightly it's a bit less kind of like hectic and I think that that's good because it gives you an idea of whether this is something that you'd like to to do in the real world so it's kind of like um it's like a simulation and also not to mention it leaves behind a legacy that other students then get to continue which is very lovely so yeah I think if you like I said without repeating myself too much if you have entrepreneurial kind of like urges within you and you want to start something I think uni is the best way uh, to do so without bearing any sort of capital risk bearing any investment risk that kind of stuff because I think a lot of the time you get um, you get funding from like the university itself or from external um, investors not that nonetheless though I think the pressure is still kind of similar as it would be in the real world to perform well and see results so my voice is kind of going because I too am getting sick but um yeah I think I think that's what I would add to that in terms of like extracurricular activities at uni especially for law school people I would say obviously joining the law society I know it's really basic and it's really cliche (laughs) I just find it so funny how I skipped the most obvious one like I didn't even start with that like I started (laughs) it's really cliche it's really cliche for me personally it's a bit more difficult to talk about extracurricular activities at law school because I as Summer will verify I did not spend a lot of my time at uni and so I didn't get a lot of time to engage in a lot of extracurricular activities to the extent that maybe some of my other peers have because I worked um, part-time, so I was commuting between London and Southampton every weekend, obviously before the pandemic hit, Um, so that's what I did, so I guess it didn't really give me much time to engage in extracurricular activities. I'll tell you one thing I did do, though. I joined the Law Society, and I also joined the Romanian Society, and I think joining the Romanian Society was one of the best things that I've ever done, because it connected me and brought me closer to my to my roots I am indeed Romanian a lot of people ask me that where I'm from I am Romanian but I was raised in London and I didn't spend a lot of time in Romania so joining the Romanian society at my university was really a blessing in disguise because it connected me with people from my motherland and I also met a very special person who I'm still friends with to this day and she is the sweetest ever and um yeah so that was one thing that came out of that and then the law society I guess is good as well because you get to debate and speak about affluent topics in the news and you get to develop your commercial awareness but I also think that you shouldn't put a lot of emphasis on having too many extracurricular Ugh. extracurricular activities because I guess 
you also need time to recharge and refuel your mental health because that's really important too. I think that's why I want to add to this, like the extracurriculars, I would say that you don't, that don't necessarily use your brain too much. Yeah, that sounds a bit harsh. No, they doesn't use your brain too much, but are, okay, are non-law based. So like I said, sports societies, if you have a sport that you enjoy, football, basketball, dodgeball, quidditch like i can't even tell Who the you fuck place quidditch there's a quidditch society i'm pretty sure at every single university there was one at ours but like like and when i went to visit cambridge they were playing quidditch on the grass but anyway i mean uh, of course they were playing quidditch at cambridge come on but they have a quidditch I society less. but the thing is like like no matter what sport it is like uh, you need to have an extracurricular I think in your life as a hobby or going to the gym or something that allows you to like burn steam and like blow off some stress and like or anything to relax yourself so yoga like you know join the yoga society or the candle making society anything that is non-academic and kind of requires or the cocktail making society yeah like it requires you to kind of realign yourself and like work out or blow off some steam or you know anything like that I think is also really crucial because and don't underestimate the power that these have on your CV because you never know you could be the HR person reading your CV or the hiring manager or the lawyers like you could come across someone whose passion is yoga or whose passion is candle making or something they want interesting people because I think one thing that I think is a major myth in the legal world is that we're like some robots who like don't have any emotions or don't have any like like human traits like they want you to still be human they want you to be personable especially if you're going into that the kind of legal like practice like whatever practice it is that you choose to if it's a customer facing practice they're going to want you to be a personable person they're going to want you to be able to communicate with people as a human being but still have authority like you need to to have them both I think it's I just want to touch a little bit on the law fairs not the law fairs sorry the um the society fairs at university because they were so grand and so flashy that it was hard to say no to like every society that approached you and I think it's very important as a person and as a student looking to join societies that when you attend those society fairs to try to find some extracurricular activities that you should be mindful and be cautious because you can find yourself signing up to like 10 different societies and then you become overwhelmed because you're like well I'd love to do this and I'd love to do that and you just don't have the time so I think you have to be realistic as well as you have to follow what you want to do but be realistic in doing so because otherwise you're going to find yourself attending different societies every different night every night of the week and then by the time it comes to you know assignments and deadlines and stuff you're just going to feel really burnt out so just bear that in mind when picking the right ones for you there's also this thing societies also cost money yeah so which i didn't know until we actually got there i know i think it's a bit of a scam i think it's a bit of a scam but then again pounds not enough but then again societies are usually student run like they are student run like elsa was student run 
So like, like we had like a grant from the student union, but like, it's not going to go that far. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so think about that as well, like the cost of these extracurriculars. But yeah, so a sport, something to like, you know, relax you and all of that stuff but also other extracurriculars that are not necessarily always legal based but help when you're applying for legal jobs and legal roles volunteering citizens advice working for charity like volunteering for charities and things like that to show that you you're willing to do the groundwork like you have that commercial awareness you know what sort of trials and tribulations different areas like different groups of people may face and you're willing to actually try and problem solve and help them and aid them like our uni actually um said like they send out job alerts I think most unis do this like the law school would send out job alerts and citizens advice was one and I applied I didn't get it sadly but I know if you did get it and who is also the friend that Vanessa also introduced me to from um the Romanian society um shout out to you I'm not going to say her name in case you don't want me to. Um, but she got it. And I knew why she got it because she'd volunteered for like, and worked in charities for um, certain groups of people to help them with visas, to help them with working life, to help them with like benefits and all of that stuff. Like she had that backing and that's what those sorts of volunteering charitable positions are what's really going to make you stand out on your CV if you genuinely show that you have a passion for problem solving and an understanding of how the world works affecting other people as well. I I actually think that if you joined like super wacky societies like Quidditch society to follow your example or I don't know maybe they're the, the cocktail making society or whatever I actually think that it's more it takes more effort and more energy to try to relate that back to law which in the process of doing so makes you seem more interesting it makes you seem more grounded it makes you seem like you can cover a lot more areas than just being like one track minded and doing law every day from 7 a.m up until you go to bedtime and it just makes you seem like you you know you are you are a normal person you are allowed to have other interests than law and you are not going to be punished for going to societies that don't relate to law that's just not true I think you know, one of the biggest misconceptions. And I think I've heard this around me and I don't know if it's true, but I've heard it. So I'm going to say it. And, but I've heard of people getting like legal jobs that had less sort of like extracurricular, like legal law extracurriculars than people who've had like Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Just law, 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 law. Um, Because it just, it just makes you seem like, you not you don't not that you don't have a life because that's just not the right wording but it just makes you seem like you it definitely makes you look passionate there's no doubt about that but sometimes you need to be able to have a bigger understanding of the world to understand law than just to just be so immersed in the law that you have absolutely no idea that's what's going on you need people skills that's what I'm trying to say yeah I think something that people don't talk about enough is the reason why those people still get jobs in law and things like that and the reason why the GDL exists and people can do a GDL and still you know 
do their LPC afterwards and become a solicitor, for example, is because it's about transferable skills. So what I really want you guys to take away from this episode is the transferable skills. So you'll be doing these like sports, Quidditch, candle making, cocktail society, yoga, going to the gym, weightlifting, like music, volunteering, charity work, like all of this stuff. Um, and it's all about the transferable skills that you get from doing those. It's what's going to make you a well-rounded lawyer. It's what's going to make like, you a well-rounded paralegal. Or... Go on. If you, if you, I don't know, if you're part of like the candle making society and you get asked about that in an interview, you could say something like, well, it taught me important skills, like uh, learning to trust the process and learning to take it one step at a time. And, you know, learning to, to practice precision and care and all these kinds of things. It sounds basic, but you get the point. Like you just have to kind of develop other soft skills okay you know the law but guess what you can give 10 other people a you know a lead a legal book and they will if they read it properly enough then they could probably say the same information as you but what differs you from the rest is the way you apply it and some of that application not all of it but in a small percentage of it albeit comes from real world interactions it's, it's also this is one thing you're going to see throughout law school and I think listening to our episode on critical analysis is really going to show you this they want to see how you think and your CV is going to show you who you are and when they read it they're learning who you are and when there are when you go to the interview now they ask you these questions based off the information from your CV based off the information from you know your cover letter and you know your scores from I don't know the um the what do you call those things the assessment center you know where (laughs) they they need to see how you like interact they want to see who you are as a person and that's going to show you whether you're right fit for the law firm for example or like or not like one thing that you always hear when you ask a solicitor like you know how did you know that I don't know Bumblebon Dickinson was the one or you know how did you know that this firm was the one for me like the one for you sorry they'll be like well actually I thought this firm was the one for me and then I got rejected and then I went to my roots of who I was as a person and applied for this firm as well and when I went into the interview and when we spoke about the vision and the value and the ethos of this law firm, it matched who I am as a person. So when you're doing your law school extracurriculars, make sure not only do you have to be tactful in tactful, tactical in picking the ones that are obviously going to give you that commercial awareness is going to prove that you have a passion for law, but also there's other extracurriculars that you just genuinely enjoy. That just is who you are because you will find that law firm, for example, to follow on from that, um that um example that I was just giving I am the sickness must be going to my brain because I cannot talk today guys I'm so sorry but following on from that example you will find the law firm that's the right one for you because it matches who you are it matches your ethos it matches your vision it matches how you view the world and how you want to help the world and what you want to contribute to it so whether it's sports and you know you prefer 
you know being part of a football team for example and you like the sense of community and you like the sense of working together in teamwork to reach an end end goal there will be a firm for you that has that same ethos or if you prefer to manage and you've co-founded a society or you founded a society or you were chairman of an event or you know you've been in a position of man like of a manager you know you managed a team in this charity event etc etc you know then you'll find a firm that you know relies more on independence and wants its solicitors to be a lot more independent wants its paralegals to just get on with it and not have to be so collaborative and things like that there's logically speaking I don't think I've met a lawyer that just does law like from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed like it's just not no because that's what I said at the beginning no no but that's what I said at the beginning it's this myth that lawyers are like these like robots who like don't do anything like and it's it would be silly for you to think that you have first of all you should never really copy anyone's blueprint down to a t you should do what works for you and be efficient in doing so but what I'm trying to say is that you okay going to university and getting a good grade and you know having good extracurriculars whatever will only help you so far they will get you they will help you get your foot in the first training contract that's it after that the connections that you make the network that you build the work that you do in that training contract and in that company afterwards is what's going to get you further in the legal career so and I see this I see this a lot because you know I in my current job I come across people and who have been successful and they've made it far and stuff and I always get inspired by their stories because I always think like oh you know this person is so smart they must have graduated like Oxford or Cambridge or I don't know some other one of the top 10 universities in the UK and then I go to their LinkedIn profile and I scroll all the way to the bottom and I'm nine seven times out of ten I am shocked because I just did not think that they would have gone to that particular university so I guess what I'm trying to say is that the grades that you get at uni the same way that the grades you get at GCSE only matter to get you into sixth form and the grades that you get at sixth form only really matter to get you into university the same way the grades that you get at university and the extracurriculars that you do will only serve you for about, I don't know, until you get your first training contract, maybe till you get your second. But then after that, it's kind of more down to, it's not entirely, but it's more down to the work that you do and the portfolio that you build. I think, I think of course, in any career, it's about the portfolio you build, but I think we need to not undermine the network you build before you go to university. Going to career fairs and connecting to like, the networking starts the moment you step your foot in law school if not before but I'm not being funny no 17 year old is thinking about networking with lawyers do you know what I mean when you get to law school the networking starts there as well so as part of an extracurricular take up networking as a full-time hobby because sis bro it will be a full-time hobby I'm just saying it as an example for like say maybe people that don't have a lot of extracurriculars to like not be disheartened because it's not like the end of the world that's what I. but if you don't yeah if you don't have a lot of extracurriculars it's not the end of the world what what I'm like I want them to see as I've listed a lot of extracurriculars here but what I want you to see is it's not just legal based one it's not just legal based extracurriculars that are going to get you through the door two your CV is supposed to show who you are as a person and your ethos 
is going to match the right law firm, etc. Wherever you're applying, the right company, the right, I don't know, law journal, the right, you know what I mean? Whatever legal job it is, it's going to match that company. You have to genuinely, it sounds so ironic, but you have to be yourself. So when you're picking your extracurriculars, pick what you enjoy. You have to enjoy university. University, yeah, it's a stepping stone to get a job, but it's also going to be one of the best three, four, five years of your life, you know? So you still have to enjoy it. So still do things that you enjoy. If it's Quidditch, if it's pancake making, there was a there was a society at our uni called, um, like, cheese and wine or something like do you know what I mean like there's I'm not joking there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of societies at university so many so do what you enjoy and be yourself and when you're applying and you're doing your CV put down the things that you enjoy and that you like doing if it's a musical instrument if you enjoy acapella singing if you enjoy I don't know, debate club, like all of these things are helpful um, in where you want to go and who and who you want to be. With that said, I think we're going to wrap it up here because we tend to have like 40 minutes episodes lately. <laughs> and I know that it's uh, it's not popular to, to have a such long episodes episodes, yeah but we hope you found this episode useful and encouraging and that you take away good things from it (laughs) not that you have to just you know occupy all your free time with the law-based activities so I think yeah with that we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that hope you guys have a Lovely day, night, night. Evening, morning, <laughs> wherever it is that you are in the world. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you guys on our next one. Bye. Bye.